I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. If somebody could please give me the yellow Piccadilly square from Macca's Monopoly, that'd be great. And this is Unfeatured Articles. Hello and welcome to Unfeatured Articles, a show about diving into Wikipedia and seeing what weird, funny stuff we can pick out. Here for the pickings is none other than my good co-host, Curtis Lang. Thank you very much for having me, James. Mm, And our righteous podcast father, Zane C. Weber. That's me. How you doing? Um, I'm I'm actually, you know, I have a gripe. I have a gripe that I want to get out on the table. Is it about oh, last please. week's episode? No, no, no. It's, it's <laughs> specifically it's specifically in regards to you and your friends and people who have since come onto the network mm, yeah. and joined in the whole TNC thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, pod father, perfectly fine. Sure. Pod daddy, less fine. Yeah. Mm. Just puppy, also puppy. not great. Yeah. Who calls you daddy, puppy? Mm, who calls me puppy? A few people have tried it on. Yeah. Mm. How did it fit? It's weird. <laughs> I don't like it. Thank you very much. Every I just time, wanted to make that. Every, like, it's literally been like a domino effect mm. of our friends being like, oh, so we have a podcast now. Yeah, and we're exactly. And like, oh, Sonny. And I've been doing it since the very beginning. And every time someone comes up to me and goes, oh, yeah, so we're starting a podcast on TNC, I'm like, all right, so what you've got to do yeah. is you've got to call Jane. Yeah. Either Righteous Podcast Father mm. or some various patriarchal. Absolutely. <laughs> like, yeah, just daddy is weird. Daddy, I, yeah, I, I understand. I understand. Yeah. I, understand. I, get I don't it. need more people calling me daddy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I listened to uh, an episode, the episode that James and I did of um, the Disney versus Disney debate. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just flat out called Patrick Aiken my daddy. You did. Like, wow. That's I, I did, it's just I, out there now. <laughs> <laughs> Which I'm not too upset hey, about. Look, but like, if it was going to be anyone, I'm my ride. Patrick Aiken. Voice. Yeah. <laughs> Rivers. Uh, I'm James Keogh, by the way. I didn't say it in the opening, but that's me. Yep. And um, why don't we start off, as we oft do, by taking a trip to the orphanage. Finage. This is our opening segment of the show. It's my favourite part of the show. Uh, where we go into the orphaned pages of Wikipedia... Um, and we pick up an orphan because uh, they are lonely pages, pages that are not referenced by any other page on the site. Uh, and so we pick a number uh, from the big list. Uh, there are now like, I don't know, there are, there are 1,500, no, 1,610. Now. Left? No, actually, sorry, I was on the wrong page. Um, there I was are, about to say, fuck, that dropped by about 4,000. Yeah, there are much more than that. Um uh, but we will pick one of them. Lovely. Um, Curtis, do you want to start off? Do you want to give me a number? I will. Um, let's do 2019. 2019. Okay. All right. I'll take a trip over to 2019. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to be controversial, but haven't you already done 2019? No. Ooh. Okay. No. And even if we have, it's possible some, some orphans got adopted mm. yeah. um, so that the new knocked 2019... It, knocked it up the list. The new 2019... Which is very close to one that we did, but it is different. Mm-hmm. Is rare 
R E H R. Rare. The game developer studio? Rare, yeah, Rare Studios. Yeah. Uh, Rare, Rare is a surname. Notable people with the surname include so Helen Rare. surnames on this fucking uh, list. Um, American medical social worker. Yeah. And John J. Rohr, a, an American theoretical physicist. And that is Rohr. Lovely. <laughs> does it have a pronunciation anywhere on that page? Uh, or we just it does not. Different, different it's every time. Uh, we'll it's, actually, it's actually pronounced Rohr, XD. <laughs> <laughs> that's, uh, yeah, that's I love you in dinosaur, I think. Yeah. Um, Zane. 888. Ooh, Ooh. any particular reason? Oh. Uh, the, that's uh, the number linked to the worst acting agency. Oh, yeah. In agency Brisbane. 888 is... <laughs> is it? Uh, is... <laughs> Honestly... Is this libel? Is this slander? No. It's opinion. It's opinion. It's opinion. It's fine. Yeah. Florida Electronic Library. The Florida right. Electronic Library was founded in 2003 to provide nearly 200 million articles, ebooks, and other digital resources to the citizens of Florida. Florida's a big place. Yeah. We're about, I guess it's just in uh, the capital. It, is it? Isn't it just Gators and Disneyland? But like geographically, it's <laughs> large. Um, yeah, it doesn't say. I thought, I thought it was just Miami Beach, Disneyland, and the Bayou. Yeah, the bay is a big place. Yeah, I thought it was just a creek. <laughs> a lot of gators, isn't it? So I think what this thing is, is like it partners with Florida's public libraries and gives them access to this massive resource of right. oh, that's cool. e-books and stuff. Yeah. yeah, Dope. I like it. Yeah, let's do that one. Yeah. I agree. Cool. Good. Zane. You won, yeah. Zane. Hooray. Hooray. Hey, congratulations. Yeah. Now I have an electronic library you to win take it. care of. Yeah. Excellent. <laughs> Your randomly selected number was do- deemed the best this week. <laughs> Pretty good number. Pretty good number. Uh, should we dive right in? I think we should. Awesome. Um, uh, James, you want to start us off? I Big do. Dog? Yeah, please. Yes. Um, worth noting, this is a... Uh, it's just the three of us. Oh, uh, yeah. Fuck. Uh, um, <laughs> Drew and Lachlan aren't here. Drew and Lachlan are not here. But, uh, Lachlan uh, has had a massive week in terms of study, and they are they're taking really a well-deserved rest. Who knew yes. that university was draining? Yes. As a law student, Lachlan is drained substantially more than the rest of us. Yeah. Um, yes. And Drew... I think Drew's just like kick-ons, isn't he? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. It sounds like Drew. Yeah. Anti. <laughs> so, my page today. Yep. You're gonna like it. Uh-huh. Uh It's called anti Barney humor. So like, don't like the dinosaur. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cool. So anti Barney humor is a form of humor that targets the main character Barney the dinosaur from the children's television series Barney and Friends. Uh-huh. Uh In the so, this has been going on for a while. Yeah. But uh, the source has been traced by. A University of Chicago professor, W.J.T. Mitchell, in his book, The Last Dinosaur Book, The Life and Times of a Cultural Icon. And he notes that the program is obvious, often the target for parody and negative attacks by children of various ages, uh, ages adolescents, and adults in the US and elsewhere. Uh, the notion given that the show is uh, saturine, boring, annoying, sugary, dangerous, or uneducational. Mm. Mm, sugary um, and dangerous. Yeah, dangerous in the sense of like mind numbing, I believe, is his sort of. Uh, like in a brainwashy sense? Or, well, or just in the I sense guess, I guess like, it's, like, it's not an educational show. Yeah. Like, it doesn't like good, I, I think. I can't from, remember ever watching neither it. Neither can I. But like, from a. From, mm. Like, I think Play School is a good example. Like, yeah. from an academic point of view, mm. that it kind of like it engages kids on their level. Mm. And then, like, but also, like. And Sesame Street, like similar thing, like the 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 adult characters and the and the puppets, they like they learn with the kids. Whereas Barney the dinosaur, uh, I think is just a fucking purple dinosaur. 
Yeah, I think they sing Going some about songs. their fucking business, hey? Uh, pretty much. So yeah. almost immediately after Barney and Friends first aired in 1992, the result yeah. that it, was that it mesmerised and fascinated many viewers under the age of four, but was strongly disapproved of by most older children and young adults who yeah. criticised it for being sun, sunshine and flowers and one-dimensional. Yeah. Uh, this Professor W.J.T. <laughs> Mitchell... A five-year-old. Yeah. Like, this is very... This is one-dimensional. Very, very one-dimensional. one-dimensional. Yeah. I, prefer my, I prefer my characters to have arcs and uh, flaws. Please, and can I have a little depth in this yeah. purple dinosaur character. I'm gonna go watch Sesame Street. <laughs> Thank you very much. Oscar the Grouch yeah. is bae. <laughs> Oscar the Grouch has anger management issues. Snuffleupagus has depression. All right. <laughs> Barney is on the receiving end of more hostility than just about any other pop. Mm, I'm so sorry. Can I just interrupt really quickly yeah, please. and say something fucking sick? Yeah. The reason, you know, so, so Snuffleupagus on Sesame Street, he's the big kind of mammoth dude that like yeah. only yeah. he's pretty much Big Bird's imaginary friend, imaginary friend, yeah, that no one else can like see and no one really believes Big Bird, yeah. But I think um, in the nineties or maybe the early eight, the late eighties, they talked about it and were like, we need to reinforce the idea that adults will listen and believe a child yeah if they come to them with something mm. so they made snuffleupagus real real yeah and um like so because i think it was like in in regards to like a lot of like there was a lot of high profile child um like sex abuse stuff going on oh so like, right so like they, they were like we need to make sure that like kids like feel safe feel to safe to come talk to about this kind of adults stuff. Yeah. with information like, and, and like i think and that's really great because they yeah. use like such a such a almost silly narrative thing sure. and like so big picture and make yeah. it really specific specific yeah. and like do this like really cool thing and that's just something I found out the other day Matt which was I fucking about love. the same time when they stopped denying that Bert and Ernie were gay Oh, oh, true. Really? But there well before they claimed it a couple of years ago. Right. Yeah, yeah. They, yeah. they, they, they stopped <laughs> so they, did they, did they Did they confirm? Yes. Right, okay. Yeah, yeah. 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 I, think, I think it was only a l- last year or... Right, because I've been hearing jokes about Bert and Ernie since I was like, two. <laughs> yeah, of course, right? yeah. <laughs> yeah, of course. How could you not? Yeah. Um, Hell so yeah. Let's get some examples of some anti anti Barney humor. Mm, Don't about so much. Let's just dive <laughs> they're, right they're into the odd it. couple, but they work. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Uh, sorry, anti Barney humor, please. Yes. So um, there's a lot of music video, music and related videos that satirize Barney um, that make a joke out of it. One of the most yeah. well-known anti-Barney songs uh, was Tony Mason's Barney's On Fire, uh, which uh, is a popular song um, where I believe, lo and behold, Barney is set on fire hmm. in the song. Hmm. Um, Jesus Christ. Is it is it like an effigy or is it like CGI or is it like literally a man in a purple dinosaur suit being set on fire? Well, it's, it's, like, it's audio form. It's a song. Oh, so there's okay, no, okay. I was imagining like a, a, a oh, like an video. actual. Well, um, <laughs> <laughs> if you hop over to uh, print media, uh, you'll see a lot of uh, uh, anthology comic books called Kill Barney. Fuck. Um, see, this is taking it too far in the opposite direction now. Mad Magazine had a... Uh, Issue where they had a fold in, you know, uh, you know how they have those images where you fold in the pages and yeah, it feels yeah, yeah. sort of thing. Uh, it had the question: What single goal has brought agreement, agreement, and unity amongst vastly different groups? And the image, which featured pairs of opposite people proclaiming their support for the answer, folded into a dead Barney with the word "extinct" on it and the caption that read "Death to Barney." Wasn't wasn't there a movie in like 
early 2000s call. It wasn't Death to Barney, but like a, a Barney substitute. Death to Smoochie. Death to Smoochie. Uh, Death to Smoochie loosely parodies anti-Barney humour. The film features disgraced former children's star Rainbow Rudolph, portrayed by Robin Williams, uh, as he tries to sabotage the Barney-like character that replaced him, a purple rhino- rhinoceros named Smoochie, portrayed by Edward Norton. Uh, and later, oh, the efforts of the Irish mob Edward to Norton? kill Smoochie. That's a movie that's just disappeared. Yeah, yeah. right? No one talks about it. <laughs> Time for it a rewatch. Sounds like a holy grail of memes, though. Like, mm. meme templates. Um, it kind of, as things kind of do, when the internet came along, it became a big sort of uh, uh-huh. thing. Uh, several works of short fiction have revolved around not only killing Barney, but portraying him as a demonic force to be defeated in an epic tale of good versus evil. Jesus. Including a series of so- short stories written by Brian Bull, such as Day of the Barney Trilogy, uh, about two children who fight the purple dinosaur and free hordes of children from his demonic control, and uh, Batman versus Barney, uh, which is, uh, I believe, a fan-made uh, comic where Batman, presumably, uh, battles against Barney. Mm. you got to assume. Yes. I can't imagine that Barney lasted very long. No, one would one would imagine not. Another YouTube video shows Elmo singing his Elmo's World song while Barney the Dinosaur sings his I Love You song. As a result of Elmo's hate for Barney singing, he shoots him with a shotgun or pistol and afterwards swears at the dead Barney. You know how Elmo does. I do know how Elmo yeah, Elmo's, does. Yeah. He does that a lot. Um, so yeah, a lot of uh, YouTube videos do it. The Jihad to Destroy Barney. Mm. Oh, fuck is a fictional mm-hmm. jihad that sees itself in the ultimate battle against Barney, spelt B-apostrophe-H-A-R-N-E, and his followers. It is described as a heterogeneous, uh, heterogeneous organization of people on the internet dedicated to defamation, humiliation, eradication, killing, and removal of Barney the Purple Dinosaur of the television show Barney and Friends from the airwaves and from every human's life. This is a really weird thing for people to be so passionate about. Uh, yeah, and so many of them too. Yeah. Um, Barney, so there's a joke. One of the most widely distributed works of anti-Barney humour appeared in the 2001 book Science Askew, which determined that a phrase describing Barney contained a chronogram of the Book of Revelation's number of the beast, 666. Here's the formula. Here's how it works. Here's why Barney is 666. Are you ready? I'm ready. The character of Barney is well described as a cute purple dinosaur, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We all know this. Sure. Here we go. We're all That's how I describe him. Number two, the book points out how the former Latin alphabet <gasps> used the letter V in the place of U. You with yes. me? Yes. Okay. Three, therefore, the above phrase is modified to cute purple dinosaur, but with Vs for Us. Mm-hmm. Letters that do not represent Roman numerals are removed, mm-hmm. leaving C, V, V, L, D, I, V. When the remaining numbers 100, 5, 5, 50, 500, 1, and 5 are added, the result is 666. Okay, um, but, okay so my name's Zane C. Weber. If, uh-huh. you, if you take the, the, like the, the numbers, the numerical numbers, mm, mm. Uh, and then if you, what you do is you add them all together, yep. subtract that number yep. from 666, then you take the number that you get and then you get the numerical value of my name and add that to that remaining number, you'll get 666. Now, I don't want to say that I am the son of Satan, Zane. but maybe that proves that. Is this a confession right now? I don't know. Like, this is just what the maths it's is telling It's just the me. maths. This also works with lovable purple <laughs> dinosaur, which gives the letters LV, LV, LDIV, 
which also adds up to 666. If you so, add it up to 666, um, it'll add 666. I don't know what to tell you. All right, no, that's fine. No, that's science. So the owners I just of- like, sometimes we talk about really cool stuff. <laughs> and then sometimes we just talk about fucking idiots. <laughs> and I feel like a lot of the time it's one step forward, two steps back. <laughs> uh, now, tell me. Um, I get dumber. Like every time we listen to shit like this. Lions partnership. Uh, lions, own, as in the lions? L-Y-O-N-S. The owners of the intellectual property for Barney and Friends. Sure. How do you think they feel about all this kind I of kind of assumed fun right. stuff? I, I feel that they really like it. I mean, you know, a good pub, any publicity is good publicity. Like right? literally their, their IP's gone viral. Yeah. Uh... Not big fans. Not big fans? No, they oh, have... Okay. Uh, Small-minded then. Yeah, they must. You know, <laughs> They don't see the big picture. They've claimed that Barney Spoofs represented trademark and copyright infringement. Um, they have subsequently demanded that such material be removed. Um, there are three main uh, cases uh, of you know this infringement being taken to court. One, Barney versus the San Diego Chicken. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> is that a is that a mascot or is that a publication? It is a comedy sketch group. Okay. Uh, we would know nothing about that. I don't know if you have you heard of uh, comedy sketches before. I haven't. No, in, I definitely don't have a Barney scented comedy <laughs> yeah, sketch. In 1994, Saved on my computer. comedy sketches of the San Diego Chicken. Oh, I see. Oh, it is a mascot. Okay, but there were comedy sketches of that mascot beating up a dinosaur character that resembles I Barney. I see. Um, Lions Cold Partnership. Smoochie. Was that? Called Smoochie. Called Smoochie, maybe. Uh, Fun fact uh, Papyrus 115, which is the oldest preserved manuscript of Res- Revelations, uh, lists the number of the beast as 616. <gasps> oh. In Arabic. There you go. Uh, 666 uh, comes from somewhere different. A different translation. Huh. What? What do you mean that the Bible being translated differently could be read in different it's ways? Almost, it's almost, it's it. almost nah. as if uh-huh. a book that's been translated so heavily and into so many different languages across like almost 2,000 years could have been misinterpreted in a couple of areas. What? Nah. Um, <laughs> Barney uh, versus the EFF. The hey, welcome back to Unfitched Articles. We're coming for Christianity. We're coming for it. <laughs> Take that, the Pope. Fuck <laughs> uh, <Like> you. John <laughs> Paul. To be fair. He's, he's Pope, right? Not for a while. He hasn't been. Beneficent at the moment. Oh, okay. Beneficent. No, is it's no, Francis. Oh, yeah. it is. It's changed again. I mean, it has been Francis for like years. I gotta be, guys, I've got to be honest. Like, I'm not keeping up with Pope. Yeah, I don't think it's, you know. <laughs> well, probably, it's not like, it's not like it's, Doctor Who. I'm not like, oh, right, fuck, I wonder who the next gonna one's going to be. be. <laughs> like, um, oh, my God, it's a woman. That would be pretty cool. That, that would be, be, that would be cool. pretty cool. I'd be down for that. Like, Very Jody surprising. Be- Jimmy yes. Whittaker becomes Pope. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, I'm not sure there is a female cardinal. Uh, uh, they had, uh, So the second lawsuit was against the EFF, the Electronic Frontier Foundation. Uh, that one was pretty, pretty much just like these people uh, hosted a bunch of Barney parody material. They were like, eh. The third one, Barney versus Cyber Cheese, uh, was in 2001. Um, where a comedy website CyberCheese posted a work entitled 150 Ways to Kill the Purple Dinosaur. Um, and the Lions Corporation threatened legal action in response, and Cyber CyberCheese resp- replied on their site that th- the threat 
was about as intellectual as the purple quivering mass of gyrating goo you call Barney, but that it is also demeaning to everyone that visits our website and reads this worthless attempt at uh, attempt and scare tactic. Mm. Uh, so that was their response. Get fucked. Yeah. No more information on that. I think that might have uh, cut them short. I hope that at least one of the ways was meteor. Right. Mm. Uh, you <laughs> you got to assume, right? You got to like, assume. You go, that's the material you're working with. Um, and that is anti-Barney humour that Interesting. we all, everyone loves to do it. Tight. To just like rag on this. I've never been a dinosaur. fan of Barney. Mm. I wonder if I've ever liked anti-Barney humour. I probably have. Surely. I mean like... To I be fair, I've liked anti-Winnie the Pooh humour. Sure. So. I, gotta, yeah. I gotta be honest, I don't come across a lot of Barney tent in my... Perusals of. I mean, I think it's died out now. I think it used to be a big sort of early internet. A lot of those law cases were like late nineties. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Um, when Barney was big, we don't see much of Barney around these yeah. days. I don't know if they're still making I'm the a, show. Speaking of um, Winnie the Pooh, I am a big fan of the Jesus Christ Pooh. That's not the Honey Pot <laughs> meme. Yeah, that's a big good one. Big fan of that one. My favorite version of it is, and it's like that's the cum pot. <laughs> and then Pooh just looks at it and then just looks be. back up the uh, screen yeah. and just grins. Why am it's I not surprised? Mm. Very funny. Um, I feel like I've died down in my love of cum-related humour. Like, I've taken a couple steps back. Sure. I've reevaluated. Uh-huh. It's like my thing with the soundboard. Yeah, you sort of <laughs> you just had to get down. it out of your system. Yeah. You've matured. A uh, good friend of the podcast, Sophie Jackson, uh, who is also my roommate, mm. said to me the other day... Um, when you the clo- the earlier you are in your friendship with Curtis, the more like novel you find the cum jokes. Yeah, <laughs> like but you get to like a year and a half in, and you're like, "Fuck, I want to die. <laughs> I just want to die." I mean, they've never made me want to die. It's like, oh, another cum joke. Yeah, there it is. Predictable. It's yeah. odd that he I finds see- them funny still. I see you. Yeah. <laughs> I see you though. Maybe that's true. Two or three times a month. I like guess Max. relative to Sophie Jackson, I like am she still lives early in my, house. In my yeah. Yeah. acquaintance with yeah. Curtis. Mm. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Rel- relative, relative to Jackson, yeah. Yes. Um, that's about it from me. What have you got? Uh, Lane, do you want to go next? Yeah, I will go next. Okay. I will go next. Here we go. What have you got for us? Um, I've got... Oh, fuck. Hang on. I was busy looking up um, Number of the Beast. Number of the Beast, yeah. A second. Um, I'm going to talk about... Bit of a bit of a welcome back to Curtis Lang's uh, historical champions. Here we segment, go. Because uh, I do love to just look at legends mm. through history, right? Um, Robert Goldshaw was an American officer in the Union Army during the American Civil War. Mm. Born into prominent Boston uh, aboli- abolitionist family, so anti-slavery. Yeah. Uh, he accepted command of the first all-black regiment in the Northeast. Uh, supporting the promised, uh, supporting the promised equal treatment of his troops, he encouraged the men to refuse their pay until it was equal to that of white troops' oh. pay. Um, yeah. Anyway, um, but the main kind of thing, like he was just like a champion. Like he sure. was just like cool guy. Like, well, by today's standards, just like human decency, right? But like <laughs> at this time, like you got to be like fucking yeah, stand up, my son, mm. right? Mm. Um, but yeah, just a, like a real tight dude. Uh, he died, like on the front lines, like with his troopers. Mm. With his, um, 
And um, the I can't find the specific bit, bit, but like pretty much what they did. So he died in enemy territory in the south, mm. and they buried him. As opposed, like usually what you what they did around these times was that they would recover the if of officers killed, they would recover the bodies and send them back to um, the families. Well, the 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 other side, right? So that they could be trained to families. Like so the like, Confederates were would would send the union officers and the union officers send the Confederate families. Yeah. This guy they really didn't like because of. Yeah. What he had done, what he's what he stood for, pretty right. much. It's true. Um, and so they threw him in a mass grave oh. with the rest of the with the rest of the fallen. Yeah. Um, and uh, and it was meant as an insult, like um, at the time, sort of. Oh, thing. of course, because yeah. the Confederates didn't like people of color. Yes. Yes. So they were like, ha ha ha! Look, we're burying this white dude with a bunch of African Americans. Mm. How funny are we? This is such an insult. Well, I sure hope he um, didn't like them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right? Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, However, sorry, just let me find this part really quickly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you haven't given us a lot to joke about because we're really treading on race a lot here. Yeah. <laughs> just like, ah. sometimes, sometimes we like really fucking gear shift into like, just yeah. like, fuck Scared. yeah. Fuck yeah. yeah, historical cool dudes. Um, yeah, anyway, so... Um, after the war was over, um, the um, new, the collective American government was like to his family, do you want us to go dig him up so we can give him a proper burial uh, mm. as attributed to the honours of his position and that yeah. sort of thing? And his dad was like, quote, we would not have his body removed from where it lies surrounded by his brave and devoted soldiers. Mm. We can imagine no holier place than that in which he lies among his brave and devoted followers, nor wish for him better company. What a bodyguard he has. Ah, oh, that's cool. That's so, nice. Like, yeah. The whole family are good guys. Yeah, whole family are just like... Yeah. Just like nice, nice, wholesome people. Love that. Yeah, I'm doing a wholesome article today. It's good. Like, yeah. Um, yes, so, uh, yeah, although the gesture was intended as an insult by the... Um, uh, the opposing leader Shaw's friends and family believed it was an honour for him to be buried with his soldiers efforts uh, were made to recover Shaw's body which had been stripped and robed, robbed prior to burial classy mm. uh, his father publicly complained that he was proud to know that his son was buried among his troops befitting the role as a soldier and a crusader for emancipation yeah so just absolutely. a real cool just a guy real, sick guy like, stood tight for what guy he believed who just in. stood what he, for what he believed in like yeah, yeah. Um, and used his used his position of privilege to help the disenfranchised, which I think is like really fucking cool. Yeah, awesome. that's really nice. Really nice. Yeah, good stuff. Really quick too. Yeah, yeah. Just, just quick knock with it that out. wholesome bit. Ba bam. Come. <laughs> and he's back. You got anything for us? Come and point at me. I can't <laughs> do it on command. <laughs> I can. I'm sorry. Uh, no. Not. I can't. I can't. Okay. Uh, what do you got? How in touch with the world of modern art are you both? Ooh. Um. I've been to Goma. <laughs> Which right, is the right. gallery okay, of modern okay. art. It's got uh, a Picasso. Are either of you familiar with the name Anish Kapoor? I, I know am. of it. So Anish Kapoor is the artist responsible for Cloudgate, mm-hmm. which is otherwise called The Bean in Chicago's oh, Millennium Park. Yes. Yep. 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 Now, I the, the article is on Anish Kapoor is interesting enough, but I want to talk to you about the feud between Anish Kapoor and the another artist called Stuart Semple. Okay. Mm. Now, Sir Anish Mikhail Kapoor was born in India 
was raised in London, uh, went to the Hornsey College of Art, etc., etc., etc. Very, very well thought of mm. man. Mm. Um, Man's man, ladies man, man about town. Yes. Yeah. Some of those were words. <laughs> um, man's man, ladies man, man about town. There he yes. is. I just had a slight vocal distortion. <laughs> now I t- tried to cough and it didn't come out. Ah. One one of the biggest things in the art community mm-hmm. is black, because black not being a color, it's very yeah. hard to represent in art. Yeah. Now a few years ago, there was a new scientific breakthrough in the creation of Vanta Black. Okay. Which was a bunch of carbon nanotubes that are like six hundred times as long as they are wide, meaning that they absorb a lot of light and they let no light out. Okay, so it's like the truest form of black that you can ever, Ooh. or that has ever been made. Yeah, yeah, right. And Anish Kapoor licensed it solely for his use; no one else could use it. Oh no. Because, of course, he was very successful. He has lots of money. Mm. So he just bought the rights and no one else can use it. He's like that guy who... Who's the guy who made, like, HIV medication but was, like, his company and then drived up the price by, like, an insane amount? He's like that guy except a little bit less of a cunt. Mm. Yeah, well, he's not actively hurting anybody. People. Yeah, um, he's, he's just, just being a bit of a cockhead. He's just pissing off the art community. Yeah, sure. Now, let me introduce you to Stuart Semple. Please. Stuart Semple is <clears throat> a contemporary British artist and curator based in London, Dorset, known for his large-scale canvases incorporating text, found imagery, samples practice, addresses ideas sparked by immersion in popular culture and combines contemporary figurative uh, painting with pop art. Now, he's known for his activism. So he has supported Amnesty International for years. Uh-huh. He works for the Freedom for, for, for Expression campaign. Awesome. He's also has tied with the mental health charity Mind. Um, so he, he launched uh, Creative Therapies Fund with Stephen Fry and Melvin Bragg. Uh, so he's basically really known for being active in the, in the kind of charity community as yeah. well as the artist community in general. Awesome. So when Anish Kapoor... Licensed Vanta Black uh-huh. is highly sought after, and I will say highly toxic as well. Very hard to use, okay. quite poisonous to touch. Oh, wow. um, substance. Uh, there was a problem in the art community, so criticised uh, has, but Kapoor defended the agreement by saying, "Why exclusive? Is because of the collaboration. Because I'm wanting to push them to certain use for it. I've collaborated with people who make things out of stainless steel for years, and that's exclusive. So he's basically saying, "Hey, they can use it if I also use it with them." Oh, uh, right. But is that the case with stainless steel? I thought. Like, I, I am not sure about right. that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't. I haven't l- l- looked at that. Yeah. If, you, if you know a lot about stainless steel, email in. Yeah, let yeah. us know. If you're Contact a stainless steel expert. Yeah. <laughs> so this caused outrage among many artists, including Christian Fur and Stuart Semple. So in retaliation, Semple created the pinkest pink, <laughs> uh, a color and pigment, and made it available to literally everyone. Cool. Except, Except Anish Kapoor. That's very How? good. How? How uh, can you do that? <laughs> How was he able to do that? So basically, it's just when you go to buy it. Let me find the actual wording of the of the agreement. It's like one of those things that's like, are you thirteen? Like, yeah. Are you over eighteen? When it's like, oh man, I'm. Are you Anish Kapoor? Are you Anish Kapoor? Fuck, I oh, am. Damn I am it. Anish Kapoor. Uh, damn it. 
So purchases of pink are required to make a legal declaration during the online checkout process confirming that, quote, you are not Anish Kapoor, you are, you are in no way affiliated with Anish Kapoor, you are not purchasing this item on behalf of Anish Kapoor or an associate of Anish Kapoor. To the best of your knowledge, information and belief, this paint will not make its way into the hands of Anish Kapoor. What? Good. How is that legal? It's extremely good. Well, it's perfectly legal. Yeah. You're just allowed to be like, not that person? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. But, okay. What if I was like... If you, if you own something, yeah, you can say, well, this is mine and I'm not going to give it to anyone. Yeah. Because this is exactly what Anish Kapoor is doing. It's like, you can't have this unless you are me. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so... It, so it's exactly what Anish is that's doing. Exactly the same. But, the, but it's, it, that's less targeted than the pink thing. The thing I have, I'm confused about is like, like imagine if like <sighs> McDonald's can ban you from McDonald's everywhere. Yeah. it's just really hard to enforce. True, exactly. It's like yeah, a nightclub can kick you out. Yeah, and like they have, and, and they, they have, have. Yeah, and they have, <laughs> they just have, and but they will. Kapoor managed to acquire the pigment. <sighs> and on his Instagram account posted a picture showing his middle finger dipped in pink with the caption, up yours, hashtag pink. Oh, that scoundrel. Wow. How do you get it? <laughs> How do you get it? How, Someone bought it for him and I gave s- it to him. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, like, it's, it's not like... I mean, they can't... Yeah, it's yeah. not like illegally... That's my thing. Like, yeah, if, 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 if it had been like he hadn't managed to get his hands on it, like he was stumped in every corner because he was like, oh, man, I am an issue before. Fair, I do like that. It did take him a while. Like, <laughs> yeah. it wasn't, like, immediate. Yeah. It was, I believe it was, like, uh, at least a few months or a year. Yeah. So... Uh, <laughs> Uh, Semple responded by describing Kapoor as some kind of endgame super baddie who should, who, quote, should be old enough to know better. And after Kapoor's Instagram post, of, of course, everyone kind of came out uh, with it. And this kind of got a little bit of like media attention mm. because, you know, it's a 69 year old man who is uh, behaving like a, a 17 child. year old. Yeah. 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 So, like I said, Vanta Black's actually quite toxic to use Um, so in February 2017 Semple hit back at Kapoor with the release of his own version of Vanta Black dubbed Better Black or Black 2.0 now he admits that it is not as perfect as Vanta Black Mm. but it is much more affordable available available to everyone and not deadly to use which he now uh, licenses out so it's just it's really, really funny reading through the uh, the the the. It's Bone Wars. Good guy and bad guy. Yeah, it's Bone Wars. Oh, it's, Bone Wars. <laughs> it's Bone Wars. It's Bone Wars. It's Bone Wars. But, but, with, but with paint. paint. Yeah. It's Paint Wars. Paint That's wars. amazing. <laughs> That's very funny. And, and this it, is ongoing. Yeah. Yeah, and isn't the guy? Isn't the the guy who uh, uh, Anish Kapoor? Did, when he created the bean in Chicago or whatever. Mm-hmm. Doesn't he hate people calling he it the bean? He hates people calling it the bean. It's so funny because everyone calls it the no bean. No one calls it Cloudgate. I have no, I didn't even know it was called Cloudgate. <laughs> That's so funny. It's very funny. Um, and I, I will say Kapoor has also had a run-in with the NRA because oh, yeah. in one of their promotional videos they showed the bean. Ah. And so he sued them for that. But you know, yeah, That's cool. all right. So Petty... I mean, that's the thing. Like, he's got his priorities in the right he's order. He's petty to everyone. Sure. Yeah. So he's not a bad guy in league with all the other bad guys. He's just a bad guy who hates everyone. Yeah. Chaotic neutral. <laughs> yeah. Or, yeah. I think it's neutral evil. Look, neutral from, a, evil. From, a, yeah, that's it. from a business perspective, I can understand it. Yeah. Like, you create something, 
that everyone wants. And you're like, sure. He didn't I'll create give... Vanta Black. He, he just bought it. He just bought it. Yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> Strong. That's the he thing bought as well. the license for artistic use only for his studio and anyone that collaborated with his studio. Oof. Wow. It's yeah. a bit rough, huh? <laughs> wow. As that he didn't make it, whereas uh, Stuart Semple is actually creating the pigments himself mm. and then yeah. putting them into production yeah, and licensing right. them. What happens when uh, Kapoor dies? Do the rights to the black go to... I mean, like, well, I'm sure he can specify. Artists specifically have a lot of things that enact after their death because, mm. of course, then their artwork becomes more Valuable sought or, after. Yeah. I'm not sure what happens with licensing yeah. um, because it is licensed to his studio, not uh, to yeah. him as a person. It's mm. probably just whoever retains um, ownership sure? of the studio yeah, yeah. Yeah. or that what a company or whatever. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? We should just get rid of copyright. Yeah. Well, I mean, we should, but Disney's kind of not allowing us to. Well, I've asked them. Disney has shot themselves in the foot <laughs> with copyright. <laughs> they have. <laughs> uh, That's why, like, when anyone anyone complains about, like, the remasters mm. that they're bringing out, like Lion King, Aladdin, and all that kind of thing, like, mm. I, it, the only reason they're doing it is to renew the copyright patents on the original yeah. films so that other people can't make, like... Mm-hmm. Similar versions to it, right? Um, and I just—I've got nothing but respect for that. It's not the only reason. <laughs> well, I mean, but like, but it's, it's also the billions of oh, dollars. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's, like, it's like we're doing this for this reason. Yeah. But and on the plus side, it's gonna make us like eleven billion dollars. Like, yeah. not eleven billion, Guess but it's like win-win. Yeah. <laughs> um, that is about all we've got for this episode. Um, we're gonna, I guess, vote like we used to, yeah. where we send our votes into. No, we'll I trust Zane to <laughs> say to know. Sure. What did I ever do to you to make you doubt the sincerity of my votes? So much. What? Two seasons worth. Wow. Um, <laughs> speaking of which, while we all no, wasn't all right, cheating we'll so much, it was just oh. uh, it was what what was it? It was strategic. Yeah, it planning. was strategic manipulation yeah. of the voting process. You admitted process. to this. Example, Don't pull this face. Example, no, I have not admitted you to this. Admitted to yeah, this. You, you, where you would you would ask people for their votes and then vote last yeah. so that if you had a chance to see if it was you or then you would make the choice. Did you I have admit you have admitted that. this on air. That does sound we like me. We can check the tapes. <laughs> does sound like me, to be honest. All right, fair enough. Okay. Um, Let's send our answers. But no, I, I've turned it over a new leaf and I will vote first. Okay. If I vote first, will you be okay with it? Yeah. <laughs> what if I don't trust you? Ooh. Ooh no. Um, I'm going to vote for... Wait, let's see what we had. You had... I had anti-Barney humour. Uh-huh, and I had um, Champion Among Men. Uh, fuck, I've forgotten his name. <laughs> um, Zane, what did you have? I had the feud between Anish Kapoor and Stuart Semple mm-hmm. over Vanta Black and the pinkest pink and Black 2.0. Indeed. And mm. I had uh, The Life and Times of Colonel Shaw. Colonel. Yes. Uh, Colonel, Colonel Shaw. George Shaw? No. Robert Shaw. Robert Shaw. Robert Gould Shaw. Mm. Yes. Um, so I'm going to vote for uh, Paintgate. <laughs> yes. Paintgate. Paintgate. Because <laughs> uh, I find that really funny. <laughs> yes. Um, I will also vote for the Paint Wars. Paint Wars? Um, yes. I was going to vote for Shaw because I like his style. Yeah. yeah. But Paint Wars. Paint Honor- Wars does it, takes honorable it. Honorable mention to Shaw because... Yeah. Great um, guy. Hero of the podcast. Hero of the podcast. Official hero of the podcast. Um, we salute you, sir. We're doing a salute. Everyone, Zane salute. We all saluted. Everyone Good. in the room Excellent. saluted. Fifi um, saluted. Nick's? Where are you? Nick's the podcast cat saluted. The podcast cat. Where are you? Um, people get really upset if you 
salute incorrectly at actual oh, true. military people. So I was like, no, no, no. no one can see it. This is not a visual medium. To well, now thing. you know that I, I saluted yeah. incorrectly. And we did it perfectly. Yeah. We did it super well. We took a class. We stopped the podcast. We took a class on how to salute. <laughs> I've watched the end of Saving Private Ryan. Yeah. I know how to salute with emotion. Mm. I watched Tom Hanks die. Yeah. They, he had to die in real life for that. How fucked is it for someone to say to you, earn this? Yeah. yeah. That's hardcore, man. Like, that would, like, that's either going to go one way or another. <laughs> yeah. Like, there's only two ways that's going to go. Right. Either you earn it or you don't, you don't earn it. it. I, guess it <laughs> I guess it's just kind of declaring, like, you're going to disappoint me or you're not. Yeah. But I'm expecting you but to. I mean, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, thank you so much for listening uh, to another great episode of the podcast. Indeed. Uh, if um, you want to find us on Facebook and Instagram and, and Twitter, uh, our Facebook and Instagram is Unfeatured Articles, un- Twitter's Unfeatured Pod. Uh, James, what were you going to say? What's the day of the day? Oh, today's day of the day, of what's course. What's the day of the day? And while you're looking at that, I'm just going to really quickly, uh, we've only got, what is it, two episodes left? Three. Three episodes left after this one um, until our... Season two finale. Yes. As similar to season one, we do 32 articles. We collect them all and then we decide, we vote each episode, as you guys know, and then we decide, we break down in a NBA style bracket. Yes. We break down bit by bit, going over the season meticulously. We'll get some guests on to talk about their favorites and what they wanted. And we'll try and get everyone from the season, I think, but that might be hard. We've had uh, a lot yeah, of people we've had on the season. People. We've also know. rotated hosts like fucking seven yeah. times this season. <laughs> we'll figure it out. We'll, we're going to figure it out. But yeah, three episodes. Um, and I'd just like to say, if uh, you have a favorite article from this season, please, please, please send Let it in through um, any of our, any of the Facebook, yeah. Instagram, Twitter channels that James mentioned. Yes. Do we have an email? Yeah. We do have an email. It's unfeaturedarticles at gmail.com. Send us um, an email. You can email. just fucking send us an email, dogs. I like emails. I like um, emails. Yeah, it makes me feel like I'm achieving something. Exactly. Like, ah, business. Business, Excellent. yes. I'm doing uh, good uh, things. I don't have a lot going on at the moment. It's today's day of the day. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Tell me now. So it is September 17th, mm. uh, meaning we've got a lot of days we can choose from. Yeah. Because not only is it Australian Citizenship Day, uh, where we celebrate being Australian citizens, mm. it mm. is Constitution Day in the U.S., Mm. It is the start of Constitution Week. It is Heroes Day in Angola. It is uh, Marathwada Liberation Day in India. It Marijuana is or Marathwada? Marathwada. Marathwada, okay. Yes. <laughs> Nearly had my vote there. Yeah. Uh, it is National Apple Dumpling Day. <laughs> that's it is, a strong contender. That's a strong, strong contender. However, it's also National Monte Cristo Sandwich Day. <laughs> Excellent. Done. Cool. Lock um, in, baby. Yeah, honestly. Up the Monte Cristo. What Up a sandwich. the Monte Cristo. What a sandwich. What is on a Monte Cristo sandwich? Uh, it is. I know there's bacon. Well, uh, there. It, it, I'm pretty I sure guess. it's a. I'm pretty sure it's very similar to a BLT. I think. I think it actually might be a BLT, but we just call it. I mean, I I find it hard to go past an apple an apple dessert. Yeah, you're right. See, I don't like apple dessert. Monte um, Cristo. I think the count of Monte Cristo is just in there. You'll yes. learn a lesson about revenge when you uh, eat right, this sandwich. Okay. Yeah. So, so it's more, more of a like... A Monte uh, Cristo is a fucking ham and cheese toasted sandwich. Fuck yeah. Why is it called a Monte Cristo? A Monte Cristo <laughs> is sometimes called French toast or French toasted ham and cheese is a fried ham and cheese sandwich, a variation of the French croque monsieur. I've never had... French toast, ham and cheese. Yeah. Sandwich. Okay, so I think it's got the cinnamon and stuff on the outside. Yeah, yeah. So it's, wow, that would be interesting because... Now I think of it, ham would go quite well with cinnamon. Yeah, it's just like a Canadian breakfast. Yeah. 
All right. Well, I'll look. give it to the Mount Count of Monte Cristo. <laughs> hey, yeah. yeah. Good. Happy, 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 happy National Monte Cristo Sandwich Day. Until <laughs> next time, browse responsibly. Good morrow, mine kiotis. Tis I, your once and future pal, Old Matty. Through fortuitous wheeling and or dealing, Old Matty bamboozled, hoodwinked, and duped himself in official That's Not Canon Productions podcast. Delicious Word Sandwich. The only podcast that transforms literary readables into scrumptious edibles. And the only literature podcast ever made, probably. Get a questionable recipe and an impeccable book breakdown all in one. By the month as Old Matty reviews a New Yorker short story, share some advice from the almighty titan, Old Matty's idol, Ernest Hemingway, then finally transforms every element of classic novels into ingredients. Example? Marvel as I turn the Maltese Falcon's cynical characters into smoky, bitter cheese, and its hard-boiled plot into an egg. Shell included. All the while, Delicious Word Sandwich chronicles old Maddie's madcap misadventures, in which he conquers death. So be sure to catch Delicious Word Sandwich on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, and in your demonically possessed spaghetti. Until then, farewell, my kiotis. Uh, that's not kind of productions podcast. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.